Chapter 20 of The Mermaid's Message and Other Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 20 The Tulip Story by Hope Darling. Of my early days, I have only a faint remembrance. As I nestled in my bed of moist brown earth, surrounded by my brothers, sisters, and cousins, I learned that there was a beautiful upper world which I should one day see. That day came much sooner than I expected. A pair of chubby hands dug around us, and I and a dozen other young bulbs were suddenly lifted up into the light. Ah, oh, what a beautiful place the world is! There was the smiling September sky bending caressingly over all things. Beautiful flowers grew near, while from the grove back of the house came the sweet song of a lark. The face that bent over me was a dimpled one with blue eyes and smiling scarlet lips. Why, Myra Herb, what are you doing? and another bright-faced little girl came across the lawn from the street. "'Something lovely, Irene. I'll tell you all about it, and you can help if you want to. You remember Miss Eden telling us about that little lame girl, Maggie Clegg, don't you? Mama said if I wanted some pretty presents for her, and Grandpa Smith and Cousin Willie, who was always sick, and lots of other folks.' I could take up some of these tulips and hyacinth bulbs. Are you going to put them in those? Irene asked, pointing to a row of tin cans which had been freshly painted. Yes, Papa painted them for me. Isn't it nice? Of course. Irene's tone was a little doubtful. My mamma always plants bulbs, but... She sends away and gets nice ones, and puts them in pretty pots. Yes, Myra nodded her head. I haven't money to do that, so I will give the very best I've got. If the flowers are pretty, and there's lots of love goes with them, don't you think it will be better than doing nothing? Indeed I do, Irene cried. I shall be glad to help if you want me to. I was planted carefully in a can of rich earth. Then all the cans were placed close together under an apple tree in the backyard, and straw from the stable was heaped over them. At first I was inclined to rebel, but as I thought about Myra's earnest words, I began to understand the pleasure there is in making others happy. I resolved to be content feeling that a chance to help in this good work might come to me. After a time, the nights were frosty. We shivered even under our warm blanket of earth, and were glad when we were carried by Myra to a shelf in a dark cellar. Here we stayed for many weeks, with only an occasional watering to relieve the monotony. However, I was aware that changes were going on. I knew that I had thrown out strong roots, 
and I was not surprised when, on being carried to the sitting-room, I was found to have sent up a slender green shoot. Very pleasant were the days that followed. Placed on a shelf in Mrs. Erb's sitting-room, I basked in the sunshine. Then I enjoyed the happy home life that was lived around the open coal fire. I was so impressed with the kindly, helpful spirit of the family that I tried hard to grow and so fulfill Myra's expectations. You may judge of my delight when I heard her tell Irene, who often came to see how we prospered, that I was budded. The next day I was to be taken to lame Maggie as an Easter gift. I was so carefully wrapped from my ride that I did not feel the keen air. My first feeling when I reached my new home was one of disappointment. The room looked so bare and shabby. But when I saw Maggie's thin, pale face glow with delight at the sight of my rich green leaves and large bud, I forgot everything but her happiness. I was placed on the window-sill, where the sunshine could reach me. After Maggie had been told how to care for me, the two little girls sat down, and Myra told the sweet story of the Easter tide. I listened reverently, and learned of a wondrous life, freely given for others. Maggie slept late on Easter morning. When she was dressed, she limped across the room to my side. Oh, I was so happy, for on the top of my tall green stem was opened a cup-shaped flower, whose pale yellow petals were barred and dashed with spots of vivid crimson. End of chapter 20 Read by the story girl.